Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 13:40 AM KKGK Las Vegas. Vegas takes over. Smith comes out to the neutral zone. Deals right. Marshall fires. He scores! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Smith to Marshall. Four to two Golden Knights. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace Millard, Chapman inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the Game one of the Stanley Cup final is in the books. We will uh, recap what happened last night in Tampa Bay. And sometime during the course of this hour... We will learn the name of the 2021 Vesna Trophy winner. Will it be Andre Vasilevsky in the Stanley Cup final? Philip Grubauer of the Colorado Avalanche, who lost to the Vegas Golden Knights in the second round? Or Mark andre Fleury of the Vegas Golden Knights, who is a finalist for the first time, thus searching for the one little piece of hardware that uh, is really important to a goaltender that he has not won. Will this be the hour in which he checks that off his list as a 36-year-old who has bounced back uh, incredibly uh, from where he was a, a year ago? It, it could be one of those historic hours. I am hesitant to build it up too much, though, uh, because of what Kevin Woodley has said in the past, our goalie guru from Ingle uh, <laughs> yeah. Magazine. Just about how these uh, the the basic analytics that a lot of the judgment is made on is wins. Vasilevsky has that locked up, but if you go deeper, it's Mark Andre Fleury. So there's there's a lot on the line right now. Both our faith in the voting system, which was severely disrupted after the Jack Adams <laughs> voting, uh, and uh, and also the historic presence of a Vesna trophy uh, in Marc-Andre Fleury's grasp. So I I don't want to build it up too much either. I'm very much in tune with with I think the where the fan base is at right now and what they what they're hoping for in terms of Marc Andre Fleury and whether or not he wins the Vesna. But you know I I'm more inclined to believe that this is one of those awards where you say okay goalies wins how many do they have okay fantastic. Um, I'd like to believe though in this moment that because Marc Andre Fleury had the renaissance that he had this year because he is so well-liked within the hockey community by everybody, that this is one of those instances where you dig a little bit deeper than just wins and losses. Um, I'm holding out hope. I have a good feeling about that, but most of the time lately when I've had a good feeling, it's not gone particularly (laughs) well. Well, Here's the thing about Marc Andre Fleury when it comes to the voting this year is and I'm with you like there's there's an element of career achievement there's an element of goodwill there's an element of he's an amazing guy an athlete an ambassador for our sport I, I I'm not going yeah. to discount that and I'd be lying if I thought it didn't mean something but you can't give it to him because of that uh, as much as I would like to 
Uh, you can't give it to him because of that. <laughs> but he won't win because of that either. Because if, right. he, if he does end up claiming the Vesna Trophy, it's because his numbers, when you sift through them, and Woodley's done that for us on this program, the only program that you're mm-hmm. going to get that type of information is, is on the VGK Insider Show. Uh, from from Kevin Woodley, Kevin's in goal on Twitter is his handle. Mark Andre Fleury should be the winner. Vasilevsky has the present day status of best goaltender in the world. Philip Grubauer was mm-hmm. fantastic yeah. this year and really carried the weight uh, for his franchise. But that those two little nuggets aside, Mark Andre Fleury has both the evidence. And the body of work from the statistics in the crease and and saves made and shots above replacement, all that uh, uh, deep analytic stuff. And then you add in the the vibes of 36 years old, never been a finalist before. What a moment coming back from uh, from not playing in the bubble. Like there's you you add that, and I think the the career part of it. And capping mm-hmm. off his late in his career with his first Vesna, I think that's the cherry on top, and what puts him over. Because Vasilevsky and 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 Flower, it's it's close. Flower still has the mm-hmm. better numbers, but it's close. But if you want something to to go, okay, why, uh, what pushes him just a little bit over? I, I I think it counts for something. It won't be the reason why he wins, but it counts for something. Yeah, I I don't think it's the reason why he wins, but I do think it could be the reason why you look a little bit deeper at just more than wins and losses, right? When we had Kevin Woodley on, you you set me up to ask him that one question that everyone has, right? That one thing that everyone has that's a pet peeve that frustrates them about certain aspects of, of voting when it comes to NHL awards. I asked Woodley about wins and losses. He gave us a great answer about how Marc-Andre Fleury should be the rightful winner because of the advanced analytics, because of how good his numbers were in a number of different categories, but that oftentimes that gets overlooked because when you look at stats, when you look at what what really measures a goaltender among his peers, wins and losses seems to be kind of that that big indicator. I get it. It makes a lot of sense. But if you can kind of look at this and say, you know what, this year let's dive a little bit deeper. This year let's really hone in on on what makes these three goaltenders stand out above the rest, especially when you didn't play a bunch of other teams within the division or within the league. I think that that maybe gives you the, the pull or the push in the right direction to look at more than just wins and losses. Now, listen, Andre Vasilevsky, if he wins the Vesna Trophy... It's it's not a terrible choice. Uh, Philip Gruauer, mm-hmm. there's some there's some gap between Flower, Vasilevsky, and then Grubauer. Uh, if if yeah. I, it would be a upset if Grubauer wins, but Vasilevsky, given his place in the game right now, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Vasilevsky wins. And you could you could make a case for Andre Vasilevsky. You could, but. Uh, I think just it's all coming together. I'll be really curious to see how this this comes out. We're gonna we're gonna get five awards uh, handed out over the, the course of this hour. MVP and the uh, 
the, the Ted Lindsay Award, uh, basically the, the player's MVP and then the league MVP, mm-hmm. uh, the Hart mm-hmm. Trophy, uh, that should be Connor McDavid in both counts. Like how it it's not, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to launch an investigation. <laughs> y- you thought I was mad at the Jack Adams Award. Like this one... No, this the the intri- interesting part. The only intrigue with the the Hart Trophy will be if it's not unanimous in favor of of Connor McDavid. That so will be the only. So, in one. terms of the, in terms of the Hart Trophy, like I don't care about them naming Connor McDavid the winner of the Hart Trophy. Like that's going to happen. I totally get it. I couldn't care less about that actual naming of the award. What I care most about is to look at the breakdown of the ballots. When when we get the full breakdown of how many first place, second place, third place votes Connor McDavid got, that's really where it's going to be intriguing for me to see how that breakdown uh, went for Connor this year in a, a season where he should absolutely be first place on every single ballot and it's not even a question i don't think we get voting numbers for the ted Lindsay award which is the players mvp what they vote i don't think Mm -hmm. there's uh that uh, first second third type of uh option for the players i I don't remember that but for the heart trophy we will and for the heart trophy it's nathan mckinnon austin matthews and Connor mcdavid that will be very interesting to see uh just by how much Connor mcdavid wins uh, and whether or not he wins by the same type of margin that he outdistanced the league at uh, <laughs> when it came to, to points Bruce this year. It shouldn't be close. I, and I know Austin Matthews no. won the Rock and Richard. I give you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm with you. Like, as, as good as Austin Matthews was, he wasn't Connor McDavid this year. Like, you can't, you can't look at what Connor did and and I know points, it's not the, the most important stat, but when you look at how much offense and how much of the total offense he factored in on when in terms of what the Edmonton Oilers put up this year, like Connor McDavid had a season for the ages. You take him off that team, they do not make the playoffs. I firmly believe that. Um, he's He's the MVP. It's not particularly close this year. I'm not going to listen to any arguments to say that it is particularly close this year. And I've been very, very much a proponent of not just giving the award to Connor because he scored a ton of points. In this situation, he proved this year far and away he's the best player and the most valuable player to his franchise. And McDavid scored 33 goals this year in 56 yeah. games. Like no, no, no small feat. Uh, for Matthews, it was 41 goals. So that's that gap is relatively close, and so but McDavid just didn't win it because he he piled up a, a lot of points. He was thirty plus goal scorer, uh, which which I think was uh, was amazing. The the only issue is like McDavid for for the next couple of years, it's it's almost like the the Gretzky effect, or or Mario, <laughs> he he outlapped or he lapped the field basically this year. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't win by the same type of margin or more over an 82-game schedule next year, look at me already looking ahead, uh, then people are going to go, ah, off here. Look what he did last year. He didn't, didn't win by as much. It was, a close, it was close this year. He, he, may, be, he may win this year, but his, his, his season was so great, it may cost mm-hmm. him heart trophies down the road. 
You know, I, I understand where you're going with that, but I think we're kind of in this era for Connor McDavid where this is just going to be more or less who he is as a player. Like, I don't think that we're going to get 100 points in 50 games, but but I do think we're going to get Connor McDavid and then everybody else. And it's going to be a sizable margin in terms of point production between Connor and everybody else. Uh, you look at Kucherov, I think he's kind of right there based on the, the amount of talent that they've got with Tampa Bay. But I firmly believe that if the Edmonton Oilers make the playoffs, Connor McDavid will be the MVP every single year that they do. Every single year that they make the playoffs, I think it's Connor McDavid. Unless he gets hurt, he's just at a point right now where he's been so consistent and so good that he's about a point, 1.6 points per game player. That's just who he is right now. You have done something. You've triggered uh, the thought process in the back of my brain. Here's my question Ooh. to you. And I'll mm -hmm. open up to Chapman as well. Give me three players... And I want to know who is the next player to beat Connor McDavid in point production over a full NHL season in which he's healthy. So I know there's a lot going into that, but, but Connor's got to be healthy. I want mm -hmm. to give me three nominees that could be the next player to beat Connor McDavid uh, in points. And if you can't come up with a third, that's fine uh -huh. because it actually okay. gives Connor McDavid even more props uh, that there, there may not be a third one out there. Who yeah. Do you think so that I've got is? two. Okay. Um, yeah. I've got, I've got two. Uh, the only two that I can actually see it doing it outside of Leon Dreisaitl. Like I think Dreisaitl is always going to be one, two in terms of points production because of the fact that he plays with McDavid, they do a lot on the power play. I think Drysidle's kind of there, but I don't. I don't think when healthy that Drysidle is going to be the one that outscores Connor. Uh, so Drysidle, I'll throw in there as my third. But it's really going to be Nikita Kucherov, and it's going to be uh, Nathan McKinnon. Those are legitimately the only two players that I think right now offensively can touch where Connor McDavid at is at offensively individually. So Nathan McKinnon, who is uh, is up for the mm -hmm. Hart Trophy this year, and Nikita yeah. Kucherov, who was All World the year before, and and then did, but it really fell off this year, didn't he? Like when you talk about well, uh, about season to season point totals, and then and now he's great in the playoffs again. The guy's a yo-yo. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, the fact they didn't play at all during this regular season also uh, has something to do with it, uh, due to the hip injury. I but, think I think there's maybe one guy that we, we could possibly throw in there. Okay, give me your three. Give me your three. I'll 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 go with the two Ryan listed, but I'll add Artemi Panarin on the list. Maybe not as good of a season this year as he had last year, but remember, he had 95 points in 69 games just a year ago. This year, a little banged up, missed a bunch, missed a bunch of games. Still had fifty-eight points. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a guy, and and I think if some of his teammates with the Rangers could help him out a little bit, he's a guy who definitely could crack a hundred points. So, Artemi Panarin, Nikita Kucherov, and Nathan McKinnon, and guy who's not even in the league yet, who we probably don't know yet. That that's a good point. Yeah, yeah like like that that yeah. legitimately could be the next guy that who does be, it. That should be the third. Third yeah, guy, guy is, who hasn't been drafted yet. Sure. Dude 
who yeah. dude who's playing minor midget hockey right now, dude who's playing minor bantam right now, uh, U fourteen, U thirteen uh, hockey right now. That's yeah. that's the third third nominee. Other than that, like, even if like, even if Brad Marchand was outstanding. Uh, and and everything went together with uh, with Pasternak and 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 Bergeron. Does does he get to that level that McDavid is? And McDavid has to come back. He will he will definitely have to come back to the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drysital is a, is a really interesting one because yep. while they they sort of cancel each other out, does he get on the roll or whoever's coaching the Oilers at the time right now? It's Dave Tippett. Do they decide to play them on separate lines? Uh, does he? Do you ever get to a two-pronged power play? Like, there's a lot going into it, but Drysital might be the best bet over a full yeah. season. It, it, it's it's twenty and it's nineteen points. No, no, sorry, twenty-one points between the two of them this year uh, during a fifty-six game. Yeah, schedule. and and I. And I, I tend to believe, like, like from, from where I stand right now on McDavid, if he's healthy, I think you can pencil him in for 115 to 130 points every single year through an 82-game season, and I think that that's probably on the, the conservative side, from my opinion, but uh, that's where I think he falls most years. When it comes to, to Dreisaitl, I can see him having that type of season, but again, I just think that Connor's the guy, and, and it's going to be you know, a 15-point to 20-point spread between him and everyone else that I think can legitimately catch him. You, know, you mentioned Brad Marchand. Like, could, do I think Brad Marchand could be a 100-point player? Absolutely. Do I think that he's a 120-point player, 130-point player? Absolutely not. I, I don't think that he's mm-hmm. going to have that type of year. So when, I, when I'm when i looking at who I think can track him down, the, only, the closest comparable offensively to what Connor McDavid was able to do this year was Nikita Kucherov the year that he won the MVP. I'm going to go Dreisaitl, Kucherov, and McKinnon with with yeah. uh, honorable mention to dude playing minor bantam. <laughs> yeah, that, that works. That, that, I mean, that that's works a, for me. I, here, I think that's right on. Here's the amazing part is, and, and when I say McDavid has to play a full season, I'm talking 75 games and up. That's... Uh, 70 yeah. games gets a little sketchy, but if he's playing 75 games and up, which he's been able to do three of his uh, uh, six years, uh, he's been able to do that. And, well, this year he played 56, which was a full season. So uh, four of his six years he's been able to play uh, virtually uh, under my guidelines, which would constitute a full season. In his first 82-game season, he scored 100 points. Then he scored 108. Then he scored 116. Uh, last year was 97, but he only played 64 games, and now back up to 105. So he's he's definitely improved, like points per game wise, every mm-hmm. every year. Uh, what's the ceiling? Like you talk 130, <laughs> even like even 130, he hasn't come yeah. close to yet. Well, I mean it. Now, over the course of an 82-game season, absolutely. Now, he was scoring at a 155-point clip uh, if this was an 82-game yeah. season, season this year. So he was on pace for that. He was on pace for that the majority of the year. Uh, but 
I mean, I think from a ceiling perspective, like I look at Connor McDavid in the same way that I, I kind of look at Sidney Crosby. Like I think that those two players, um, in terms of comparables, in terms of offensive production, in terms of their best years, what they could look like, are very, very close. Um, I, I think he can he can absolutely reach 140 points in a year. I, I really do. One one. 35 to 145 is probably where I could see Connor McDavid realistically hitting in the next couple of years in an 82 game season. Let's think about how, how just ridiculous his, his, his numbers are. He's 24 years old and we're, we're legitimately saying like, we're not joking when we say there may not be a guy even drafted yet who might eclipse him. I mean, that's just how insane his numbers are, how good he is. And, and what, what, I'll just piggyback on that, too. Like, Austin Matthews is playing in the center of the hockey universe right now, is the Rocket Richard Trophy mm-hmm. winner uh, for most goals in, in the National Hockey League and scored 41 goals this year and, in 52 games. Like, w- a phenomenal accomplishment. Yeah. Any other year, including last year, Dreisaitl uh, out, out doing Connor McDavid, uh, Austin Matthews, should be because of, of, of goal scoring. I put it in a little bit of emphasis uh, on, on goal scoring when it comes to uh, trying to determine uh, points and then uh, uh, the value on it. Uh, we, none of us, eat, like, I don't think, I didn't think of Austin Matthews. Like, I didn't even consider putting him in that in that list with uh, with Kucherov, with McKinnon, um, with Dreisaitl, mm-hmm. and dude who's playing minor Matt Bantam. <laughs> I, I didn't like yeah, Austin I, Matthews is behind dude playing minor bantam right now. And Austin Matthews scored 41 goals. That's how much I think of one Connor McDavid and uh, two mm-hmm. McKinnon, Dreisaitl and Kucherov. Yeah, I, I'll be real honest. Like in terms of Austin Matthews, I, I know that he can score some points, but it's really the goal scoring that propels his points production. So it's never going to be a situation where I think Austin Matthews is going to be that guy that has a 115, 120-point season just simply because I I think you need to open things up a little bit more and be a facilitator to hit those numbers. He's probably going to score 60 goals in a season, but I don't think that he's going to be the point producer that, that Connor McDavid is. I'd be more inclined to lean toward Mitch Marner in that regards because he's such a facilitator. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. As much as I like Austin Matthews in terms of just being a pure goal scorer, I don't think he's in the same league from a point production standpoint as Connor McDavid or Nikita Kucherov or Nathan McKinnon. Let me pull on this thread a little bit more. If Austin Matthews scores 55 goals to 60 goals, mm-hmm. Is he the MVP over a 130-point season from Connor McDavid? That's, I think it that's truly... where I go. Yeah, but 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 that's not the question we asked at the start. Is who's the next player to beat Connor McDavid in points? Well, that's the that's the I, that's the interesting question to me because how many po- how many goals does Connor have in that 130-point yeah. season? You know what I mean? Like if we're talking about Austin Matthews scoring 62, 65 goals in a year. But Connor McDavid has a 130 point season. He's got over, and and he's got over 47 goals. He's he's kind of approaching 50 goals his, himself. Then I think it's a it's an interesting conversation to have at that point. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm kind of with you. I I tend to value goals a little bit more than I do just overall points. And if if Austin Matthews has a 60 or 60 plus goal year 
and he's leading in that category by 20-plus goals, then I think you look at that player as an MVP for sure. Yeah, but the, the thing is, you, 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 you look at the goals, but when a guy has 50 more points on the season mm-hmm. than Austin Matthews, like Connor McDavid did this year, he had 105 points. Yeah, Matthews no, no, only this, had 66. This year, this year it's, it's it, all Connor all the time. But like if if you have numbers like yeah. that where a guy has has fifty more points, I mean he had he had three times as many assists as Austin Matthews. I mean but, it, it, but it's insane. Remember what I said at the start of the uh, of the conversation. Connor McDavid has set himself up right now. Well, he'll win the Hart Trophy this year because he was so good this year. And I'm not even kidding. I'm not even joking about this. He was so good this year. <laughs> That anything that isn't in like knocking it out of the universe is going to be looked at as an off year. Yeah. So he may win the Art Ross Trophy for the next seven years, guys. But he's not winning the Hart yeah. Trophy for the next seven years. He may not win the Hart Trophy three times in the next seven years, just as a player. So when you when you talk about Jack Eichel, he he could take advantage of the reverse from what Connor McDavid's going to go through the next yeah. couple of years. Yeah. Because he's underperformed, and then you have the possibility of that big spike. And you go, that's what we've been waiting for. And he could win an MVP that way. But when, like, we're talking heart trophies, and, and Connor McDavid has separated himself, and, and, and I'm throwing out there a dude playing minor bantam could be one of the best bets <laughs> to, to, ne- to be the next one to beat him in points. And he's only 24. But he's, he's been in the league six years. Do you know how many Hart trophies he's won in his six years? As good as he is. Mm-hmm. As good as yeah, he's been. And he's been, he's been phenomenal. Do you know how many Hart trophies he's won in six years? He's one. got one. One. <laughs> so that's that, like, he may lead the league in points. He's, he's, he's got uh, three Art Ross trophies. So three times he's led the league in points. He's got one MVP. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna win a fourth. Uh, sorry, a, uh, so that counts this year too. The uh, the Art Ross Trophy. So he's gonna win a second MVP this year. It's gonna be hard when you're compared to yourself and the the monumental season. But I I'm going to start judging Connor McDavid on point titles instead of MVPs. Because I, when you're that good, I think that's mm-hmm. going to be the fairer way to really describe and quantify his legacy. I think if Connor McDavid is healthy, he's going to win the Art Ross for the next 10 years. Yes. I just don't see anyone in, in this How many MVPs do you time. think he wins in that? Like, just, just, just pure yeah, speculation. It, I I would go. Um, I wouldn't go more than. I would four. say pr- probably. I would. I, I was going to go three to four. To yeah. be honest, I wouldn't go four. More than yeah. four. Just and, and because he's competing against himself. Yeah. Because somebody's yeah, no, going to have mean, this I mean, great year, and then they're going to get just like what we were talking about with Mark Andre Fleury and having this yeah. renaissance year at thirty six. There'll be a couple of those in there. 
Yeah, no, I, I think you're. I think you're spot on. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I, I think you. You look at Connor. You you know that he's the best offensive player in the game. He's going to continually outpace everybody else. But if he doesn't do it as absurdly as he did this year, there are going to be reasons, and they're going to be people that talk themselves into reasons to vote for other people when it comes to the MVP. And uh, voting, by the way, is not an exact science, as I've already called out my (laughs) colleagues in the broadcast uh, world uh, for the Jack Adams Award. We'll see what happens uh, this hour. Five more awards to be handed out. The Norris Trophy Best Defenseman, uh, the Ted Lindsay, and the Hart Trophy for MVP. We've got the Vesna coming up uh, with Marc-Andre Fleury on the ballot. There's a lot going on this hour on the VGK Insider Show. We'll keep you up to date as uh, things are handed out and also uh, bring you the very latest when it comes to uh, what the players have to say regarding their exit interviews and uh, the VGK front as the team breaks up and goes uh, their different ways for this summer. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Yeah. I took two weeks vacation for the little Dirks Bentley. A couple tickets all My wife Jen's just devastated at your country music knowledge too, Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm even even if he doesn't know the name, he knows it's Dirks. No, I, I had no idea. No. Uh, Dirk Bentley, drunk in a plane. Yes, I play that just for you. Uh, well, I, I didn't think it was just a coincidence that we spent 25 minutes on it yesterday and you played it today. <laughs> I kind of got that that impression. Uh, we have our first award, first of the five awards uh, to be handed out. The NHL uh, rounds out its uh, regular season hardware distribution. Darren Millar, along with Ryan Wallace and Chris Chapman here on the VGK Insider Show. And the Calder Trophy goes to a player from the Central Division for the second straight year, uh, except this year that player played in the West Division, if you can follow me. <laughs> yeah, it is uh, Dala Dala Bill Kirill Kaprizov, winner of the Calder Trophy. Just the only right choice to me. Like, he was so good. He was so, so good this year. Electric player. Well-deserved honor for Kirill Kaprizov. He needs a new contract, and uh, all the rumblings are that it's going to be a a difficult negotiation, and things haven't gone swimmingly just yet. Uh, (laughs) Could could Kirill Kaprizov be the only player in NHL history to win the Calder Trophy in his only National Hockey League campaign? Because there's apparently an offer from the KHL, that's going to guarantee that he gets to play in the Olympics and, and fill his, uh, his money bank. I, I think they get a deal done, but, boy, there's some, uh, there's some tenseness around the Minnesota Wild to try and find a way to get this deal taken care of. Yeah, and now you add this chip to his negotiating leverage. This is, uh, I mean, obviously, if you're you're Bill Guerin, you're, you're the Minnesota Wild, you, you love the fact that Kirill Kaprizov came in and had such an immediate impact. But at the same time, uh, you, you've got to find a way to get that contract done. I do think it will get done, and I'm not going to say that I want uh, I want that to be the, the kind of footnote for Kirill Kaprizov winning the Calder Trophy, simply because I just want to watch the guy play hockey in the NHL. Yeah, and so do I, because the uh, the dynamic ability of Kirill Kaprizov was on full display during that seven-game series, and, and he didn't even get as much out of it as he deserved. 
because Marc-Andre Fleury was so fantastic in the series. The electricity of, uh, of his ability to turn on the Jets and his edge work. And just there's so much. And his feistiness, his physicalness. Uh, there's a, a lot to like. If you're a Western Conference fan right now, uh, we are so lucky in Vegas to be able to see uh, some of these players in the Western Conference right now. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, we get uh, we we get to see a lot of young talent in, 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 just in terms of of within the division. But for me, like it's it's not just in terms of this division. It's everywhere um, around the league. This is a a, a younger league at, by the day. And the players coming in, they're creative. They're fun to watch. They're electric. Uh, I think it's fantastic. And and the game's in a really good spot right now. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury up for the Vezina Trophy. Uh, That award is coming up. Uh, They just presented the Ted Lindsay Award. Uh, This is on uh, television right now on NBCSN and Rogers. And the Ted Lindsay Award, as voted on by the players, the players' MVP, is Connor McDavid, uh, which gives you a little inkling. If there was ever going to be uh, a controversy, like the players may go one way or the other. Uh, no, no, it was Connor McDavid. Uh, if you were, if you were put on Earth today, and you didn't know uh, how old Connor McDavid was, and you watched his interview as as Leon Draisaitl, his own teammate, his own line mate at times, own power play uh, line mate, uh, presented him the award. How old do you think Connor McDavid would be? How old would you say Connor McDavid is? So um, I'm going the, 72. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer it the best way that I can. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the nominees for the Ted Lindsay was Sidney Crosby. Mm-hmm. Connor McDavid in looks older than Sidney Crosby. Yes. But I saw him smile. He laughed. So, so I didn't hear what I didn't hear what uh, Leon said, but they they shared a laugh, which was great. And 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 and, and just I, you know, there's there's a, a different uh, like there's some players where I'd like to see less and more work, uh, and other players I want to see more personality and uh, uh, out of them. Connor is he's so focused on everything. Uh, wouldn't you love to see Connor McDavid with a little Mark Andre Fleury personality? Well. I, I would. Uh, the the only thing that I I mean I just think that some guys are wired differently, right? Like Mark Andre yeah. Fleury is is loose and likes to have fun, and and I think Connor McDavid he has fun playing hockey. He loves playing the game, but he's he's wired just a, a little bit differently. He wants to win. He thinks about winning. He enjoys winning, and you know I, I think when you have had some heartbreak as he's had so far in his in his young career, especially when you're used to winning at every single level until you get to the NHL. Um, you know, I, I, I can understand just the, the, the difference in demeanor between say Connor McDavid and uh, Mark Andre Fleury. But I also think that as Connor gets older, we're going to probably start to see a little bit more of that personality, that fun loving nature come through, uh, you know, as long as it coincides with like a Stanley cup or two. Yeah, I don't think so. I think we're no? going to see feistiness. Really? We're going to see feistiness and emotion on the ice. Uh, I, I think he's. Uh, that's the way he's uh, he's wired. I just. I I believe you're getting what you're going to get uh, out of out of Connor, <laughs> which isn't isn't a bad thing. I, I just like to see a little bit more. Every now and then we see it from Sid. Every now and yeah. then. Well, the 
and and like you know, I think I think in in many ways, like that was what we had heard forever and ever and ever about Jonathan Taves, right? Like Jonathan Taves was Captain Serious. He was very much that guy. But there have been multiple opportunities over the course of the last couple of years where Jonathan Taves, through various different interviews, has has really kind of brought a different energy uh, to the room. And and I think that if we can kind of get something like that with Connor McDavid, I'd be here for it. I'm I'm all for it. Let's let's get Connor McDavid to come out of the shell a little bit and be a funny guy. Because I know it's in there. I do. Hold on. I do. Jonathan Taves is 33. Like, he's just coming out of his shell. But Listen, so we've got, we've got I, nine more years of this. That, to me, is we're getting what we're going to get. Okay, you know what? I don't care, really, because, like, <laughs> no, 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 as no, many no, times. Right. No, no, Here's the thing. Because, like, Connor can be electric on the ice, and he can play, and he can make, like, he can take these really awkward photographs off the ice and make them memes, and I'm totally okay with it. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, the Vesna Trophy is about to be presented. Marc-Andre Fleury, 36 years old, a finalist for the first time. And he's up against a fellow West Division goaltender and rival, and Philip Grubauer. And then the, well, you can say arguably, or you can just call him the best goaltender in the world, in Andre Vasilevsky of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Those are your three finalists for the Vesna Trophy in 2021 and over a 56-game schedule. The fact that Marc-Andre Fleury is in this conversation is a huge, huge accomplishment. He's 36 years old, never been a finalist before. And now he's got the opportunity to become a Vesna Trophy winner. But he's got to outduel Andre Vasilevsky, and he's got to overcome uh, the President's Trophy winning goaltender from the Colorado Avalanche in Philip Grubauer. And the 2021 Vezina Trophy winner is... Oh! There it is. Marc-Andre Fleury. Congratulations. That's outstanding. I've got, I've got goosebumps right now. And like, Oh, that's awesome. That's very cool. I was uh, nervous. Marc-Andre Fleury, a finalist and now a winner of the Vezina Trophy. Uh, so uh, the Vegas Golden Knights have uh, an individual award going their way again. And this is uh, for the best goaltender in the National Hockey League. Wow. That's, yeah, I, I'm glad they got it right. There it is. Marc-Andre Fleury, a year ago, was the backup inside the bubble uh, to Robin <laughs> Leonard. And and it wasn't the wrong choice at the time. I, I stand by that no. because they didn't lose because of goaltending. And, and, but by the way, yeah, I agree. Marty Brodeur did the, uh, did the, made the announcement. And that's got to be cool too. And with uh, with everything that Mark's done this year, with climbing up the uh, the all time wins lists and shutouts lists and and so forth. Uh, and, and Mark's uh, speaking on television right now. We're going to take some of that audio and we're going to bring it to you in hour number two. Uh, we're rolling on it just in case uh, this happens. So uh, we'll we'll give you some reaction to Mark Andre Fleury from uh, his conversation with with Martin uh, Broder. But uh, but the the idea of where he came from, not just. In his career, he's got the Stanley Cups. He's got the Jennings Trophy now. He's got the Olympic gold medal. He's got a, a, a lot of accomplishments. But this one, like, like it's it's like being one of the all-time best defensemen, but never winning a Norris. And there's been some of those because of domination over the years by Nick Lidstrom's and Bobby Orr's and, and guys that just uh, fell into the wrong window. Marc-Andre Fleury played long enough that he eventually found his spot to open up the window. And Marc-Andre Fleury of the Vegas Golden Knights 
is the top goaltender in the National Hockey League. It's official. Yeah, 100%. Uh, this is one of those absolutely well-deserved honors for Marc-Andre Fleury. And as you talked about earlier, Darren, it, it's that one piece of hardware, right, that that Fleury just didn't have. He he hadn't been there. And you look at the three Stanley Cups, you look at where he is all-time in terms of wins, where he's at with shutouts and, and playoff shutouts. It's just a, a astounding to see what Marc-Andre Fleury was able to do this year, and I, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm glad that it, it worked out this way, and I'm glad that Mark Andre Fleury is a Vezina Trophy winner. And you got to think. Uh, I'd love to talk to him. Uh, like being being a finalist, he'd never been a finalist before, so that's a massive uh, feather in his cap. But you also got to think. Like, there's some pressure to win it right now because it's probably not going to happen again. And that's, uh, that's not saying that he's going to fall off or his career's done or anything like that. But to, to replicate this type of season when next year, 37 and then 38 if he keeps playing and so forth. So this is, this, this is the golden opportunity for the Golden Knight. And it all came together that Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, at 36 years old, is named the best goaltender in the National Hockey League. Very few have won their first Vesna at that age. Yeah, it's just an awesome accomplishment. I'm incredibly excited for Marc-Andre Fleury. It is well, well deserved. Uh, we'll take a break. There's a couple more awards to be presented, including the Norris Trophy and the Hart Trophy for league MVP. So top defenseman and top uh, player in the National Hockey League to be awarded. Plus, we'll turn around some of that sound from the conversation Martin Brodeur presenting uh, and uh, naming Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, the top goaltender. We'll turn around some of that uh, for our number two. This is the VGK Insider Show. You just listen to history, folks. Marc-Andre Fleury, the Vezin <laughs> Trophy winner on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Congratulations to Marc-Andre Fleury, the Vesna Trophy winner for 2021 in the National Hockey League. Uh, yes, an individual award for the Vegas Golden Knights for the first time since that inaugural season. And it's the first Vesna Trophy win for the franchise and first win for Marc-Andre Fleury in his career. Uh, other awards that have been handed out, Adam Fox just won the Norris Trophy. That's a bit of an upset uh, as he outduels Kale McCarr and Victor Hedman. I thought that was Hedman's by a mile. And Hedman actually finished third in the voting for the best defenseman in the National Hockey League. And you picked up, uh, you went through the voting, and there's a, a little bit of uh, VGK presence in in that. Yeah, Shea Theodore finished sixth in uh, in Norris Trophy voting. So uh, good for Shea to to kind of be right there among the, uh, the the top defensemen in the league. But Shea Theodore finished sixth in the voting with 109 points. And Kirill Kaprizov, uh, just to update you on the Calder Trophy voting, got 99 first-place votes out of 100 votes total. 99 <laughs> first-place votes and one second place. Tell me, like, don't you want to know who who's the one person out of 100 that voted him second? And and mm -hmm. Jason Robertson. Yep. I'm, I'm guessing it was a Dallas person because Jason Robertson got the only uh, other first-place vote. 
for a well, uh, well there for, you for go you trophy. F- and you figured uh, it out and there's more bgk flavor in this one yeah it's uh it's it's one vote for zach white cloud it was a fifth place vote for zach white cloud in the Calder Trophy voting. So just a, a little bit of recognition for what Zach Whitecloud was able to do this year as a rookie. And one note on the Jason Robertson getting a first-place vote, he was really good this year. Uh, and at, at one point was pushing, uh, pushing Kirill Kaprizov. So I'm, I'm not even going to say, I'm more surprised that there wasn't more uh, attention given to Jason Robertson of, of the Dallas Stars uh, than just one uh, first place vote, so I don't want to make it sound like like I'm like sour grapes or anything. Kirill Kaprizov, 997 uh, points, uh, which is perfect because uh, his number is number 97. And as far as the Hart Trophy uh, is concerned, congratulations to Connor McDavid, uh, who is back with Leon Draisaitl as those two teammates. They're talking more now than they do during the season. As they present the the award, Drysaddle over to uh, to Connor McDavid. So there's some uh, news there. We have the sound from Martin Brodeur discussing things with Mark Andre Fleury. We'll get you that as Flower uh, accepts his first Vesna Trophy. That's coming up in hour number two of the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. <laughs> 